Hi, this is Bobby Gerhardt, eight-time Daytona winner, and we're on Stay Tuned with Troy and Harry. My sister got locked up for cooking meth. My cousin's in trouble with the IRS. Yeah, it's a dysfunctional, typical redneck mess. And there's a lot of crazies on my mama's side. From Lupe, Aunt Lucy, to Uncle Clyde. Yeah, that's my family. You'd say I'm hashtag blessed. Cause you can't get away from your DNA. Hey guys, thanks for listening to another show right here on Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. Hey Troy, where can they find us? Yeah, they can get us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. We even have a YouTube channel out there, Howie. And the rarely used Twitter. We did start <laughs> off using Twitter pretty often, but uh, we've, we've yeah. you know, cut back on that a little bit, but it's still there. And if you want to email us, you can do that as well. You can email me, staytunedtnh at gmail.com, or you can email Howie, staytunedhowie at gmail.com. So about all i have how you have anything to add to that well you know what troy uh i just want to just let the listeners know to just keep listening you know not only listen but like share follow and subscribe to everything that we put out there whether it's social media or just our simple podcasts you know just just listen guys enjoy
Hey all, what's up? This is Brian from Data Monster Customs. Are you looking for that unique gift for your spouse, sibling, child, boss, or anyone for every occasion? Well, we do one-of-a-kind personalized figures. Check us out on Instagram at Data Monster. That's D-A-D-D-A-M-O-N-S-T-E-R. Or just put Data Monster into the Google machine and check out everything we can do for you. Once again, this is Brian for Data Monster Customs. and welcome to another show here at Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. And uh, we have another special guest here on board. And uh, her name is Janelle Arthur. And uh, some of you may remember her from the American Idol days from how long ago was that, Janelle? Ten years ago, this year. Wow. Wow. Feels like yesterday? It does. It feels like yesterday and forever ago, you know? Okay. Depending on the day, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Certain things, you know, just I'm like, man, did that ever, did that really happen? Was that a dream? And then some things I'm like, that, ha- I cannot believe it's been 10 years. Wow. Well, let's let's loop around here real quick. Um, we heard DNA here and uh, that, when did you release that song? That was released last year. Uh, last last year. fall. Mm-hmm. Last fall. And so like I mean, that's, it's a really, like you said, it's a really quirky kind of funny type song, um, kind of, you know, yeah. laying on the on the country roots and the, the maybe the hillbilly aspects of, of country music. Um, yeah. Are you the are you the only one that wrote that song or did you were you the lyric writer? Like kind of talk us through that a little bit. I wrote that um, the, the, the actual idea came from my mother, believe it or not. She's the one that gave <laughs> me the hook. She's she had been talking to me about it for years saying saying, you know, you need to write a song that says you can't get away from your DNA. And it's hilarious because she's my mother, you know. And right. You know, our, we have the same DNA. So Right, of course. Like, you know, it's just funny that she's the one that gave me that hook. And then I, I took it to uh, my friend Gerald Smith, who was on Hee Haw back in the day. He wrote oh, nice. What Part of No by Lori Morgan. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just, it, he's just a great uh, comedic writer. And I thought, this is this is perfect him to you know I wanted mm-hmm. to bring this up to him and so he and I wrote it uh, together and then my mom got writer's credit on it for giving us the, the whole idea and uh, yeah when, and when awesome. we write yeah as far as you asking about lyrics I always write uh, all of it we, we always kind of collaborate most of the people I write with we collaborate on everything from the mm-hmm. melody to the lyrics to the vibe um, yeah, so it was, it was just a lot of fun to write that song. Cause a lot of times I'm singing more sweet things about family and, um, I had sure. my song hand me downs, my duet with Dolly called hand me downs. And, you oh, know, that is a that. very 
endearing type song about family because I love my family and I am proud of 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 my roots and where I came from. Yeah. So it's it's really fun to kind of do the flip side and poke fun at yourself and your family and your upbringing. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what knowing that it's all in fun, right? That's the yeah. most important. Part, oh right? yeah. 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 Um, Never mind all that, but think about, I mean, you just name dropped again and, yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, yeah, I just performed this duet with Dolly and uh, yeah, no big deal. I mean, how cool yeah, was that? Honestly, it was incredible. I mean, it, it, of course, anybody who does anything with Dolly, they're going to say it was amazing. It was a dream come true, but you know, sure. she didn't have to do what she did. She, um, heard the song in her dressing room a friend of mine played it for her um it's a it's a crazy story so i got my start at eight years old at dollywood theme park i was hired yeah. to portray a young dolly parton in that show wow. so i were, was little me, were, were you like a fan of her before that or it was like i was okay yes, of course i knew i knew exactly who dolly was because i was from east tennessee i'm from oliver springs it's my hometown it's yeah. about an hour okay. from where dolly is originally from gotcha. so i grew up and i and i grew up going to dollywood so i yep. was you know i knew all things dolly and i almost in a sense it was almost like she was almost she was everything and also not a big deal too because Oh yeah, it's Dolly. Right. Everybody yeah. knows who Dolly is, you know. Right. I know who Dolly is. I know all her songs. It's like it was just a normal everyday thing for me when other people mm -hmm. had Disney World, I had Dollywood. Right. Yeah. You know? And so yeah. it was like she was this this big deal, but also like this family member in a sense, this person I'd known about my whole life. So I'm, you know, singing in this show and portraying her and she and I did meet um, and we talked briefly, not very long, but we did get to talk. And um, mm -hmm. many years later, I'm on American Idol and I end up coming back to Nashville. I'd been in Nashville for three years whenever I uh, first was on, when I was on the show. Uh, okay. And um, so I came back to Nashville, started writing more music and uh, I ended up writing this song called Hand Me Downs. And I remember not thinking anything about this song other than that I loved it. And I thought it was a, a very special song. But when I was listening to it, back to it in the car, um, just the little tape we had recorded, just our guitars on sure. our cell phone. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I have got to get this song to Dolly Parton. Yeah. And how in the world do you do that? Right. <laughs> how do you get to Dolly Parton? That's crazy, you know. Yeah, right. um, I remember all those years ago, the show that I was in at Dollywood, there was a man that I was in the show with, uh, my friend Steve Summers, and he just so happened to currently, like at that time, and he still is, uh, he was her stylist. Oh, and my so gosh. I reached out to him, and I was like, what are the chances? Do you know, I know yeah. it's just not in the dark, but do you think Dolly would listen to this song? I would love to have any opportunity to collaborate with her. And he was, I, I thought he's never even going to have time to message me back. He works for the queen of country music and he messages me and says, call me. So I call him and he says, Dolly loves the song and she wants you to tell her what you want her to do. Wow. <laughs> wants you to tell her what to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I can't tell Dolly what to do, but right. if she wants if she wants to know kind of what I had in mind and what I envisioned, that's what I did. And 
I yeah. re-recorded a, like a demo, an acoustic demo, and I sent it to her, and she put her vocal on there. Um, and years later, she actually added the second verse and made it a true duet. That was even years later. Oh, she wow. went back in the studio and did it again and uh, recorded her, her, her verse. And so, yeah, it was just incredible. So this was all done, like, email type stuff, that type of thing. Yes, um, did you actually get a chance to perform it with her though live i never got to perform it live <sighs> with her. nope nope we had a lot of we had a lot of offers too um and it just mm-hmm. it was right it's kind of right after covid when when uh. things opened back up so we got a lot of offers to sing um mm-hmm. this together but you know dolly is dolly and she has to be very protected you know we can't sure. just oh yeah you know, we have to be very careful with Dolly. And at that time, they were still not traveling. Dolly and her team were really not going many places. They were sure. really staying local. Um, they were they were performing, doing all her filming remote. It was all remote. So, sure. um, yeah. So we didn't get to do any performing, and that was that was a bummer. But at the same time, yeah. to me. I had to just, you can't look at what didn't get to happen and yeah. you have to look at what did happen. And I mean, just to see I your name, right? Just to see your name right her. beside her on a song is got to be pretty Absolutely. darn cool. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that, that'll that live on forever, you know? Right. And just the fact that she wanted to, you know, Dolly doesn't do anything she doesn't want to do. Of course. Why would she? She doesn't have right. to. Right. And so the fact that she wanted to do it and that she wanted to be, like, she was proud to be seen with an artist like me. Mm-hmm. Just that was enough. That was enough. Yeah. For me. Yeah. You know, there was a time there. I mean, and it was, I would say, several years ago. There was a time where Dolly was more looked at as a joke, in a sense. If that, I mean, do you remember that time? Because Absolutely. you know, they always made fun of her. You know, for obviously for some of her <laughs> attributes and such, um, and um, you know, and she wasn't looked at as seriously as she's looked at today. Like today, she's like the queen of country. End of story. And there's nothing you can do to to um, you know take her down in regards to that. But you know, what do you think changed, like, from her time then to where she is now as far as how she's looked at? I don't know. I'm wondering if it's because a lot of the people that are like me that grew up knowing who she was. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that sometimes maybe women, when they're looking at other women that are the same age, there's a little mm-hmm. bit of maybe even a competition kind of thing. And okay. I think now... A lot of the the people that love Dolly never felt like she was their competition. Gotcha. They were never jealous of Dolly. Mm-hmm. Right. They were never yeah. jealous of her. They only were inspired by her and they only looked up to her. And okay. I know that Dolly feels that, you know, her time on Hannah Montana, when, when Miley Cyrus brought her out to be yep. mm-hmm. on the show, um, it introduced her to a whole young, younger group. Oh, of that's people. true. And Good it just, point. it really reintroduced her to a group of young people who didn't even know who Dolly Parton was, believe it or not. Right. So I think that was a, a big part of it, revamping some things for mm-hmm. her and giving her an audience that, that saw her as Dolly instead of, oh, look at this, this woman, you know, um, trying to 
make my husband look at her, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, really. Right. Women yeah. can be yeah. like that sometimes. And, and I think that um, she's just got enough people now that just see her for who she is. And also she's getting yeah. older too. So it's just like, she's this person that will just live on forever. She's almost become like a character, you know, she yeah. really has, she really has. Yeah. And then, you she, know, and she she's, will. yeah. And she will. And I think, yeah, I, I definitely think uh, there's no making her look bad anymore. Let's put it that way, That's you know, right. because I, you know, and um, it's just amazing though, like how people view people, and how they can just totally turn them into villains at, or complete yeah. stars, you know, and, yeah. and think about like even where you've come from. Reality. Yeah. yeah, so much. So, um, but yeah, but think about where you came from. You know, you, you came from the, the poor little town in East Tennessee and mm-hmm. um, somehow mm-hmm. you got your start on uh, in Dollywood. And by the way, what was the process there to even be able to perform and do what you did at Dollywood? Well, I had actually just kind of done little local uh, talent shows and um, stuff like that. I'd done these little show kids choir type camps every summer. Okay. And I auditioned for a, a choir, like this traveling kids choir. Excuse me. And I, tra- I wanted to travel with them and I wanted to audition. So I auditioned. I was about seven years old. Mm-hmm. And I auditioned and I didn't make it. I didn't, mm. I didn't get it. Mm. And I was so sad. And my mom knew that I was sad. She knew I was pretty upset about it. And so she was just, I guess, on high alert on like, what else can we do? What else could we do? And she right. saw an article in the Country Weekly. Do y'all remember the Country Weekly? I do, I I do remember that, yes. Yeah. I don't remember that. There was a magazine called the Country Weekly, and it was one of those magazines that came out. And I don't know; it might just be in certain area, only be in certain areas. Um, it mm-hmm. might have been in certain areas, but um, it was all it was mu- it was all country music news and um, stuff like that related to country music and country artists. So mm-hmm. um, they they had an article in there talking about Dollywood hiring for their new season. And my mom literally, literally thought, I've got to reach out and see if they're looking for any kids. And they said, yeah, we're <laughs> actually looking for one little girl to portray a young Dolly Parton. Wow. Wow. That's and how then it happened. has it, right? That's yeah, so awesome. Said, My daughter come and audition, and I did, and I sang um, mm-hmm. uh, "Tomorrow" by from the, from Annie, the movie Annie. Oh yeah, it was, uh-huh. it was really hilarious because yeah. I had so, I even had a thicker accent then than I do now. Believe it. <laughs> oh my! And when I sang, it was like when kind of when I sing, it changes a little bit, but uh-huh. it, it kind of almost goes away in it sometimes. But um, when I was singing that it was like tomorrow tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) yeah so they were like well she's country enough to play dolly yeah there you go there you go she's definitely country so it sounds a little bit like your mom might have been the uh influencer when it comes to pushing you into what you're doing today would that be fair to say yeah it's like she didn't push me into the act the actual love of it or um Mm -hmm. like or like making me want to do it but she she was she helped to cultivate all of that where she would encourage looking for the opportunities for you for the opportunities and saying hey would you like to do this you know of Mm -hmm. course she she didn't say hey you're gonna do this she said hey would you like to audition to maybe portray a you know a little dolly in a show and sure um, 
and you know, and like she, she was just very my both my both of my parents. They were just so uh, easy going and and just supportive and never pushy, never embarrassing. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. especially with the stuff you see on TV, you know, you'll see the different moms and stuff. You're, you're oh like, yeah, you know, that's embarrassing. I, I'm so glad my mom never. Uh, was cutthroat like that and well, that's and good my parents were just very encouraging yeah that's, that's awesome. awesome to hear we're speaking with janelle arthur uh janelle is the website you can find her on all the social media platforms and uh, of course all the streaming music sites as well um let's kind of talk about your idol run here a little bit um so you auditioned in season 10 and 11 um yes. a little further each time right like you made it through the first audition in season 10 um, but then you, what, what, you get knocked out in Hollywood week that time or? Yes. Okay. Yes. And then season 11, you get in, you get all the way to Vegas Yes. and then you get knocked out. But then, then season 12, here we go. Yeah. And you get into the top five. Um, the, the judges change during that time, didn't they? Mm-hmm. And did you get to see any of the main judges um, in, in your first two auditions? Not in your first, like, three auditions you see you go before I don't know how it is now I think some things have changed but you would go to the arenas and so I actually auditioned twice in season 10 I went to the the arena in New Orleans and I auditioned at the table and I got turned away Mm. and I went back two weeks later and I went to Austin Texas um or it was it yeah it was Austin and I um Mm. auditioned and made it Past the t- I got my golden ticket. Get out. And okay. Then you, and then you do two more auditions that's, um, that same day. And then if you make it past those other producers, then you will have a like a time, usually like a couple months later, that you'll come back and you'll see the judges. And that's where you know if you're going to Hollywood Week. Gotcha. Oh, gotcha. wow. Interesting. So, yeah. So how much are they looking into your backstory and stuff? Um at, at that point when when they first you know see that you have some talent and you could make it through do you, do you think they're kind of looking into that backstory a little bit and seeing if they can use it for a television production at that point or do you, do you not think that really matters when they're pushing these people through oh i mean of course it matters i mean it it matters a lot because that's just that's how they know that they want people to feel at home like the people at home to know you they want people to get to know you the person and mm-hmm. We all know what good TV is. This is yeah. our industry. We know that when people cry or when people, you know, show true emotions um, about and, and are relatable, then that is um, something that is good TV. They consider that to be good TV. So they're definitely looking into your backstory. Um, and I, yeah, I think it's it's super important to really just let them know who you are if you're auditioning for something like that. Tell them your most interesting things. Um, So obviously you brought up the Dollywood thing, right? I did eventually. I didn't at first. The first first couple seasons, I didn't even bring it up because honestly, they would say, we're not interested in, they would literally say, we're not interested in your professional uh, stuff that you've done. We want to know your backstory, like you, where you grew up. Like, mm. you know, they, they didn't care about the, the polished stuff. They just wanted, yeah. and that's, that's kind of American Idol's thing, I think, versus like the voice. Mm-hmm. The voice, they like to have true artists on there, people who are doing it and like 
that living in the, the you know really grinding and trying to be established even before they audition for the voice um sure. i think american idol is very much one for table mm-hmm. from nothing to everything yep and i think that's that's always just been their thing so um i think that it eventually i just said well you know this is part of my story i think it's what makes me unique and so i did i did bring it up okay i gotcha yeah that makes sense now yeah that's very interesting the season you do make it through i find it a little interesting um was there a rotation of judges that season you were on? Because I see it lists four judges, and I, I remember Mariah Carey and Nicki Minaj. But yes. did they did those two rotate? Is that what happened? No. So we had her and Jennifer Lopez the the first two years that I auditioned. Oh. So it went from the originals to the from from you know uh, Simon and Paula and Randy. Yep. It it flipped uh, to. Steven Tyler, Jennifer Lopez, Randy Jackson, and then right. the, the year that I made it was Nikki, Mariah, Randy, and Keith Urban. So there was actually four judges that year. Oh. I think we might have potentially four lost judges. her there. Okay. Oh, there we go. You're oh, back. There we You're go. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're losing a little uh, bit of a connection yeah, here so, with you. That's yeah. okay. So four judges, and um, I mean, and you know, I'll just ask you a personal question because I've heard stories about uh, the Nicki Minaj and Mariah Carey uh, combo. It didn't sound like or seem like they got along very well. Would that be pretty accurate to say? Very accurate. It's spot on. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they did not get along, and it was not yeah. just for the cameras. No, it was really, it was not fake. Yeah. And sometimes you don't know because, you know, that reality TV is they're going to have some ideas about kind of maybe some things. Maybe we could try this and see if it, you know, helps with viewers. And, um, right. No, it was real. It was real. And, okay. uh, yeah, they, they did not like each other. And it was, it was really crazy sometimes. Yeah. I bet. Uh, I mean, even watching it, like from a viewer standpoint, it it almost felt uncomfortable to watch. I was just going to say that it did it affect your performances at all? Like, it it didn't. But at the same time, it was like I felt like it annoyed some of the viewers, and I think mm-hmm. that it it hurt our ratings that year. Um, yeah. It, but we still had millions of viewers. It was oh yeah, an incredible year. But at the same time, it did hurt. Um, the, the viewership for sure because people were like sure. we don't want to watch this drama um <laughs> and so yeah but it was and it was crazy because i feel like mariah was really painted in in a kind of a wrong way i feel you know i don't know nikki enough but i got to know mm-hmm. mariah a little bit more than nikki so that's how i can speak to that um, okay. this is not me taking sides in any way this is actually sure. This is actually separate from Nicki Minaj. This is just my experience with Mariah Carey as a human. Um, uh, I feel like Mariah is very confident. She is definitely has this, you know, air about her where she she's so uh, she can have that diva esque thing. But that's sure. she's just like a queen, you know. She just has that air about her. But she is actually very genuine, and I think yeah. sometimes people would would watch her on the show and she would kind of do this thing where she'd just be like and she would pause so much that they would think like is she 
is she, you know, dumb or something? And it's like, no, mm-hmm. she actually was trying to think. Put her thoughts together, how, right? She was trying to put her thoughts together and still keep her job. Oh. That's what it was to me. Okay. Mariah Carey wanted to speak her mind and she wanted to speak her truth. But she also was like, well, if I say this, <laughs> maybe I'll maybe I'll go home, you know, or maybe I won't yeah. have a job, you know. And I think that I personally think that she cared about us okay. and, and the artists. And I think when you're a judge on a reality show, you kind of have to have a little bit of a disconnect from mm-hmm. the, the contestants because you have to sort of, you know, sometimes it'll be like, well, you know, you can't always praise them. But I yeah. think that she genuinely cared and and understood um, right. that it could hurt us if she was cruel. And so I think she was sort of gathering her thoughts a lot to try to to still stay encouraging while she was, you know, giving us constructive mm-hmm. criticism. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. So it's almost like, you know, I'm going to I'm not going to put you down, but I'm also want to make sure that you are going in the right direction. And it might you might not like what you hear, but I'm going to be as nice as I can be about it, I guess. Yes. And also, like, I think that the producers, you know, they're going to say, hey, you kind of you can't always give good feedback and so she would try to probably think of things that she could give tips or constructive criticism but she mm-hmm. wanted to say it in a kind way sure right. like anybody would want to take tips from mariah carey i mean yeah exactly what has she ever done right yeah right <laughs> <laughs> Um, do you still t- stay in touch with any of the contestants from that? I season? do. I stay in touch yeah. with almost all of the contestants. I uh, mean, so cool. like like in my top eleven, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember um, th- when I was looking, doing the research, kind of you know prepping for the show today. Um, the one thing I remembered about that season that really stuck out to me was, I believe it was Hollywood Round, and I might have been Round One or Two. I'm not sure. Um, Angie Miller, um, when she did her. Um, her own song, her, and 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 that, and to my knowledge, that was one of the first times that somebody went out on a limb like that with their own song, in in that type of setting like that. In that round, um, yeah. And and if I'm not mistaken, it was right around that time as well where um, they started releasing the singles on iTunes, and and I think that song did pretty well. Um, well, I'll bet it did. So, did, how did um? Were you there for that performance? Do you remember that? And I and... wasn't there. I okay. wasn't there. I, but Angie was in my group that year, so I got to know her. And mm-hmm. I mean, since the show, Angie's stayed here at my house with me. Like, oh, yeah. Cool. yeah, like just a few years back, she had a show here in Nashville, and she and her husband and her bandmate they uh, came and crashed here. And um, it's just, yeah, I've, I've stayed in touch with all of them, and. And uh, especially Aubrey Cleland, she was kind of the top 11. She got eliminated mm-hmm. and then like they brought her back for the tour, yep. which I was so glad because I just have such a connection with Aubrey. And um, she and I, we talk at least online. We'll talk almost every day. So wow. yeah. 10 years, you know, so wow. it's, That's it's amazing. Real, you have a bond with the, these people that you will never have with other people because it, it, it's a different type of bond because you course, just yeah. understand um, it's probably it's I hope I sure hope it is. It's the closest thing that we could ever get to, I think, going into battle. 
Mm. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say it had to be grueling and under a lot of pressure and stress and Yes. Um, yeah, I Brain, mean, you don't get sick, like all right. that kind of stuff, right? And, like, yeah, and you do get sick because you're right. not getting any sleep, and you're so nervous that you can't eat, uh, and so you do get sick because your immune system is just shot, and yeah, and you just you're all in it together, and you just go, wow, like we're just surviving, mm -hmm. and it's like yeah, you're all no big deal. Each other, but you all want to win too. It's really strange, oh, right? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, at the same time, like you just kind of. You're so just one little mess up, right? Come on. <laughs> what's kind of good is you're you're yeah. so you're just so trying so hard just to survive that you can't even get in competition mode. You're mm. just you're just like I'm just trying to survive. I'm trying to mm. just you know make it and and stay healthy and just do the best job that I can do. And of course. Um, yeah. As, as much as you wanted to win, like that, that, there almost has to be a sense of relief when you do get eliminated, right? Yes. 100%. Like, 100%. Mm -hmm. And I'll be oh, honest with goodness. you. I will be honest. Like, I, I never expected to win, ever. Like, I, that was my goal was to make the top 10 so that I could okay. go on the tour. And right. that was my goal. I was yeah. always surprised when I made the top five. I, yeah. And then once I got to the top five, I was like, well, maybe top three would be cool, you know, because yeah. I could go uh -huh. back, back to my hometown and do the parade. And everything. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but that ended up being better because um, when you get to the top three, you get in a, a lot locked in a lot more of a, you know, contractual thing. Yeah. So I really feel like I got the best of both worlds. I got the exposure. Mm -hmm. I made it to the tour, uh, but I didn't get locked down as much as the uh, some of the it's other people did. Is it just the top three that get locked in? Because you just made me think of something pretty interesting here. Um, you know, it's the top three that get the most, like they are the most nailed mm -hmm. down. But at the same time, we, I mean, I was picked up by management after the, after the tour. Um, okay. And so I had a little bit longer of a contract than, than some of the others. Um, okay. But at the same time, I don't, I think it really is mostly, it's just the top three. I'm trying to remember back. It, it, this might have been season five or six when Chris Daughtry was on, and um, everybody was so surprised when he got eliminated. And I think he got eliminated like fourth or fifth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it just kind of made me. When you said that, it kind of made me think, like, hmm, did he get eliminated for a reason? Because they didn't like he didn't want to be part of a contract or anything like that. And you know, you know and right, and that could have been. And I and I agree with you, uh, Janelle. I mean, that's probably the best scenario you could ask for because, yeah, you're not locked in, and you already got the exposure that everybody else already did, and you get to go on tour. I mean, I guess you have some contractual obligations because of the tour, but you know. Um, but you still, you know, you still got to enjoy all the other luxuries that went with it. Exactly. Yeah. And it got me at least to the point where I, the Grand Ole Opry, the general manager of the Opry saw me on the tour and he, like he, you know, invited me to perform on the Grand Ole oh. Opry and they sort of took me under their wing and like I was performing, I guess for two straight years, I was at the Grand Ole Opry probably a couple times a month. And wow. Yeah, and I just don't know if that ever would have happened if it hadn't been for the show and the exposure that I got through the yeah. show. Yeah. So through it all, you would do it over 100%. Absolutely, I would. I would do it over again. Mm -hmm. I'm just that crazy. Because I'm telling <laughs> you, if, 
it was the hardest thing I've ever done. And I've done a lot of hard schedules in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I did thousands of shows in Pigeon Forge, in different shows on the Parkway, Country Tonight Theater, Smoky Mountain Jubilee, all these different theaters after Dollywood. Um, mm-hmm. And then, then I moved to Nashville. So I had had crazy schedules before that, and it was the hardest hardest thing i've ever done but i would do it again it's opened up a lot of doors for me sure i mean i mean yeah yeah, i mean you're you're talking about the grand old opry um and another formal former american idol contestant uh lauren elena um she just got her membership i guess into the grand old opry just recently yeah um so but you're hoping for that opportunity right (laughs) well you know I'll be honest with you, that's, that it, that would be incredible, but just, just getting to play the Opry is enough for me. Just the fact right. that I've been yeah. able to play 25 times, wow. that if it never happens wow. again, um, that will be, that's fine. I don't yeah. have to see my, I don't have to see my picture up on the wall. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I've stood on the stage. That's enough. <laughs> yeah. We've talked to a lot of country artists, um, from Nashville, in fact, and, uh, and pretty much every time we ask them, that's their ultimate dream is to get to yep. play on that stage. Yeah. And not only have you've gotten to do that, but you've also gotten to play with some pretty impressive performers as well. Uh, yeah, including Dolly. Yeah. Dolly obviously is the biggest one in my, in my opinion, when it comes to the country music industry, but like people like Deanna Carter, uh, you know, and you know, Vince Gill. Vince yeah, Gill, Vince Gill. I mean, yeah. I mean, do you like ever get starstruck when you are like standing next to these people, knowing that these folks are like big time? You know, when it comes to the country music industry. You know, I mean, I I don't know if I get starstruck as much as I just I definitely. Sometimes you just don't really know what you should say. It's not that you don't know what to say. You're like, what should I say? Gotcha. You, know? uh, you want to, uh, when you meet your your heroes, you want to like let them know that you're not weird. You know that you're not like a freak. You know, but you also want them to know that you appreciate them and respect them, and so you want to say the right thing. And yeah, and I think that's where and. I mean, one of the last time, I guess the last time that I met Dolly and was around her, I just really didn't, we were just getting a picture. That was it. And so I like, and she and I recorded our song together and um, I hardly even knew what to say to her. I was like, well, what, where do I start? You know, where do I start? But she and I had communicated. um, We wrote back and forth to each other quite a bit. And so Mm -hmm. I was able to thank her so much then. And uh, yeah, so it's, it is it is crazy when you get to work with your heroes. And a lot of times they say, don't meet your heroes because you might be disappointed. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I just can't tell you how just the opposite it's been for me. Every right. hero that I have met so far has just far exceeded my expectations. Can I tell you, um, when Howie and I started this show, we didn't really know where we were going. We knew we wouldn't eventually start working with guests and we didn't really think we'd end up in the country field because neither of us were really country music fans at that time. <laughs> um, yeah. But we fell into this country music field with a lot of different artists. Yeah. Every single one of you has been nothing but nice and gracious. And, and mm-hmm. it's really made me think like that country music, it, it is like a family. Like it, it, it is like they, they're all like supportive of each other. They all want the best for each other. It's just really crazy, and and you saying that just kind of confirmed everything I just felt earlier. I mean, mm-hmm. it, um, 
And then when you get a, a compliment, like I was reading on your website from Vince Gill about being a world-class singer, like this is Vince Gill saying this about you and th- right. look at this guy's voice. I mean, like, <laughs> I know. I mean, like when you heard that come out of his mouth and you're like, Vince oh, Gill just really say like, that about me? <laughs> real. I was like, that's not, he did not just say that. That's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's unbelievable when you get that support and you don't get in, and I know that there are there there absolutely is a sense of community and a, and a lot of people do support each other mm-hmm. and have each other's backs. But you know, you're not always going to meet you know the nicest people sometimes, right. and so it's it's really when I met though you know the two people that I had really looked up to like Dolly and Vince, and then even Dina, I had been a huge fan of hers as well. I mean, it's just like they've they have been nicer to me than a, than a lot of other people in the industry and they've done so much they've done right. so many things and it's yeah. like and it, i think that's why they are where they are though i think like dolly sure. vince they're such icons because they have been good to people mm-hmm. and i yeah. think a lot they of burn them, any bridges yeah exactly and they just they're so humble and but they also know their worth at the same time and there's there, there's a an art to that and, the, and sure yeah they just, mastered it and and it allowed for people like you to follow into their footsteps and and see that and want to be like them and i think that's right. great for the country music industry because yeah like uh troy was saying you know it's just amazing how gracious and how kind you folks are and how easy it is to get in touch with you folks and uh yeah um i've become a fan you know ever since we started this podcast three years ago and uh, and it's just amazing. It's really cool to to see um, such genuine people in such high limelight, so to speak. You know, it's it's refreshing actually when it comes to things like that. You know, so it gets really so, disappointing when that when I when I see the other side of things. Oh yeah. So, and not only are you in the music industry, but you're also into acting and stuff now. Yeah. Um, not oh, to mention um, your appearances. Yeah, not to mention your appearances on, you know, to the Day Show, uh, Kelly and Michael, to Tonight <laughs> Show with Jay Leno. I want to hear about yeah. that one. And yeah. uh, what what did you do on Access Hollywood, by the way? I just did like a quick interview, and I sang a little bit. I think on Access that was that was such a crazy uh, mm-hmm. round of like press back to back to back. I. I can't remember half of it. I think I blacked it out. Like <laughs> it was, it was crazy. I mean, they they were like, "Okay, you're eliminated from the show. You have to have your bags packed tonight. You're going to a hotel tonight in the morning. You are flying out at 5 a.m. Oh uh, to go to New York." And when I got to New York, I mean, I slept for two days or three. Mm. I'm not kidding you. I, just, <laughs> I believe my you. My mom and I both like we just slept. We just. And then I got up and had to do all this press. So it was just, yeah. And I had already done, yeah, I had actually already done some press before we went to New York. That's that's what happened too, yeah. So it was just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And then did you do, did you uh, just come on and talk with Jay Leno or did you get to perform on Jay Leno as I well? I performed. I did the, like the bumper, the bumper performances where, you know, they're uh, they're going off to commercial and I sure. start singing. And oh, cool. And I bring them back in from commercial break. And uh, I had grown up watching Leno. So I was okay. just like, oh, this yeah. is so cool. And uh, Jay, it was his birthday that day. Oh, nice. So we ah. for his birthday. And it, and was interesting because like uh, Avril Lavigne and Nickelback, they were like 
all oh. hanging out back there because Avril was the the musical guest. Okay. On the same night, night an episode as me, and it's like I sat in my living room, in my bedroom floor, listening to the Avril Lavigne yeah. CD, and here Skate I am. Boy, right. With her. <laughs> it was crazy. Oh um, wow. But yeah, I have now now you didn't before. you didn't give Jay a birthday present like Drew Barrymore gave the Jay, to David Letterman though, right? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hey Jay, how you doing? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. he he seemed a little like I don't know. He kind of seemed like it's my birthday. I'm bummed. Like I'm getting older. You know, he just kind of yeah. About it. Yeah, I'm <laughs> sure. I'm, you know, as, as we get older, they they don't get as exciting. That's for sure. Right. Yeah. Um, he was like, "Do we really have to celebrate this birthday?" I mean, he really seemed like that. It was funny, but he was nice. Yeah. So yeah. that's great. That's awesome. So tell us about this acting uh, adventure that you're doing. What is that all about? So I got really got the oppor- the first opportunity was through people seeing me on American Idol and they they remembered me from the show and when they had gotten this script they um, they had me in mind uh, after they had you know kind of got everything worked out and they thought who can we get and I think they had thought of some other people and they were like. Well, what about this this you know Janelle Arthur from from Idol and they had worked with a friend of mine Terry Minton who is an actress and they they said you know can you connect us with your friend Janelle we know you know her from American Idol and and so she gave them my info and I ended up doing this movie called Running for My Roots um, and I have five songs on the soundtrack and Dina Carter plays my mother in the movie. Oh, oh my and, gosh. Uh, yeah, that was really cool, and we got to live in the same house while we filmed it together, and uh, in Texas, and uh, that was really fun. But also, um, then the next movie that I did last September that I filmed um, is a rom com. It's a romantic comedy, and um, I really got this opportunity through the music industry. Um, a friend uh, of my manager's was talking to another friend of hers as a songwriter and she was saying her name is Donna Douglas and she was saying I'm looking for someone to play a lead role in, in a new movie that I'm doing and my, my manager's friend said well uh, you might want to look at Janelle Arthur she's she's been a lead role in another faith-based family-friendly film and mm-hmm. um, and so she she contacted me um, and we we got to talking and just really hit it off and she kind of used my last movie that I did as my as an audition in a sense Mm -hmm. so that was really a blessing that I even had done the movie the previous movie so that she could know yeah she's who I want for this um I know she's what I want so yeah yeah it was great it was awesome I it's a I've always wanted to be in movies I've always wanted to act um I just put all of my eggs in the songwriting and singing basket Mm -hmm. Um, when I was 14, I, you know, kind of really, I, I did some more auditioning and then I kind of got out of it and went full force into singing. So, okay. But it just, so, so, the doors were opened. Yeah, it sounds like it. And, uh, so going forward now, um, what do you, what do you envision, uh, if things were to go the way you want to go, want them to go, like, what do you envision happening for yourself with your career? Well, I think that's that is such a tough question at this point because um, I think that things are constantly changing, not only with the industry, um, but also with with what 
I have to have. Like, I, there mm-hmm. are a lot of things that when I was growing up, I was like, oh, I have to have this, and this would be, this is my ultimate goal. And now I don't have to have, you know, um, just this crazy amount of fame. That's not as appealing to me anymore. I, okay. I'm going to always make music. Um, and if that just for some reason takes off, then it, then that's wonderful. And that it can do it. The Lord will do whatever he wants to do with that. And, um, but I'm also, I, I think for me to be able to continue to make music and to tour and to meet new fans, um, but also continue also in the acting realm and songwriting realm, though, those are, those are huge to me right now as well. So that's I'm just awesome. going to keep doing, uh, I'm just going to keep working. And, yeah. um, and that's yeah. all I know to do. And then the rest is just kind of chance. It just yeah. either happens by chance or because it's divine. And, and either right. way, I, I'm good with it. And I just want the, I just want what is um, best for me and my family. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, that's all I care about. That's awesome. And just keep living that dream and uh, do what you do best. Right. That's right. You got to keep, you got to keep using your gifts. You know, you got to, you know, figure out, you know, what you're good at and, and just, um, and, and it's like they say, it's hard when your dream becomes your job. So I think you got to kind of find ways to, um, not make it a job, but just enjoy it and remember why Mm. you fell in love with it in the first place. Yeah. And I'm glad you said that because I do know that like, um, because we always wondered like, what's the difference between like, your success versus someone who is uh, has an amazing voice, um, you know, just like yourself, but somehow you're the one that made it. But then that other person, they're still trying to figure out how to bust into those rankings. And I really do believe the difference between that person and you is you're genuinely and enjoying it and you don't turn it into too much of like a business driven type of job. You turn it into I'm enjoying this and I'm just going to continue doing what I enjoy. And if things work out for the better, awesome. Mm-hmm. And in your mm-hmm. case, you know, luckily things have worked out for the better as they've gone, you know. But um, but I feel yes. like that a lot of other people miss out on the opportunity that you're experiencing simply because they they turn it more into a I need to get this done so that I you know I need to put as many songs out there on TikTok or whatever just so that I get noticed and one day I'll get. I'll become a star and they, and they forget about what got them there in the first place. It's so true. And it keeps us, you know, I was watching a video today. It was talking about the, you know, I'm this woman was saying, I'm so done and I'm finally over the, I'm going to be so happy when this happens, mm-hmm. you know, and she was talking about her life and her kids. I'll be so happy when they're out of diapers. I'll be so happy when they go to school, I'll be happy when they go out, when they're out of school. And I think we can use that with our careers as well. Sure. I'll be so happy when I get this. I'll be so happy when I get that. I'll be so happy when this isn't happening. And it's like, you just have to find ways and it's hard. It's not always easy, but you have to find ways mm-hmm. to be happy with what is happening right now instead of when this happens or when that happens, then I'll be happy. No, you can be happy now. It's hard sometimes, but it's a choice. And there are plenty of things to be happy about if we just will look around enough. You got it. For some reason, I don't know why you're talking about this acting thing. And the whole thing I keep, I keep the thing that keeps running through my mind is seeing you in one of them lifetime Christmas movies or something. And I don't know why. I I, I just, I see you fitting that. She has that look. She has yeah, that look, right. doesn't she? Good, good. Maybe that yeah. will catch on. <laughs> yeah, um, yes. Lifetime, whatever. We'll yeah, right? 
You'll yeah. take whatever. Oh, Hallmark yeah. too. Yeah, that's another one. Yeah, right Hallmark. Here. Um, yeah. So we're getting here to the end. We're going to start wrapping up. And uh, before we do so, let me just kind of go over your credentials here. One, not credentials, but socials here one more time. <laughs> JanelleArthur.com. Uh, you can go to all of the social media sites, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, mm-hmm. uh, Twitter, or is it called X now? I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, X. <laughs> Um, but then you also have all the, the streaming sites and from what we learned from a previous guest, Napster, Napster is the way to go. So download the Napster. Uh, <laughs> they, they, they pay out the most of the artists. Um, so let's support those artists by, by using the Napster app. Um, we're going to get ready to hear uh, a song that you just released. Um, what, maybe two weeks ago. Is that about right? Yes. Okay. Country music will never die. Um, so I did get a chance to listen to this one and I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I, obviously I know you, you said earlier that you do a lot of the, you know, most of the lyric writing and stuff like that. And then you'll kind of collaborate with people and kind of do the finishing touches and stuff like that. So, um, what was going through your mind as you're writing this song and, and what are you trying to, um, get, what, what message are you trying to send to people through this song? To encourage people who are kind of saying, you know, country music is dead and country music you know never it once once we don't hear music on the radio anymore that means it's dead but country music is so much more than the radio it's so much more than the industry it started with people that sang about their life so really and truly as long as we are living country music will never die because it's about life Mm -hmm. and as long as we have we're living life that means we have stories to tell and it might not be on the radio it might not be you know, as relevant and things might change, sounds might change, but you know, country music is so much more than that. And it's something that can't be, it can't be killed just because, you know, I mean, people decide that they're going to go, you know, more pop route or anything. It's, mm-hmm. it's just so much more than that. And even if we're not hearing it on the radio as much. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I so agree I, with what you're I agree with what you're saying there. Cause it feels like country music has kind of really broadened its horizons on different genres and stuff. Yeah. However, I think there are a lot of artists that are bringing the old school country feel back. And um, they are. I, with mm-hmm. that being said, I mean, everything evolves, right? All music evolves. Um, so whatever type of country music you're into, like I, I never, you know, found myself into some of those um, mid 2000s artists. Like I, to me, that felt more poppy than country. And I really wasn't getting into that genre. Um but I got like, like, you know, I said earlier, like we got to know some of you people and I started listening to some of these stories through the songs that people were talking about. Um, like I never yeah. would have thought myself to be a Luke Bryan fan. I really started enjoying Luke Bryan's music. Um, it, it's just it's it's a really cool thing with uh, with country music. It, like you said, it's it's such a story that people are telling and it's really cool. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, and I agree. Janelle, and Janelle, you music will to... never die. You need to tell Troy to take a trip to Nashville. He hasn't been to Nashville yet, and uh, and I told him it's amazing there. Like you want to talk about country music never dying? Just walk down Music Row and listen to all the music coming out of those bars, and uh, it's just amazing. It's it's such a cool environment to hear folks like yourself just just popping up and singing in a in a bar somewhere yeah. with the open windows and such yeah, there are a lot of talented people just killing it down there and and it really and is yeah it's crazy so many talented people here in this town mm-hmm. for sure so, so we're speaking yeah. to country music will never die and uh we're speaking with janelle arthur so i'll do it one more time janellearthur.com facebook instagram youtube look her up there give her a follow subscribe all that fun stuff and all the streaming music sites spotify napster amazon music apple music 
all those fun ones like that. Uh, yeah. You know, give her stuff a listen. And uh, I think with that being said, we will let her go. We're coming up here close to the uh, to the end, so we don't want to hold her too much longer. Um, but I think it's time to listen to her latest single, "Country Music Will Never Die." So awesome! Thank Thank thanks you. for your time, thanks Janelle. So much. of Carolina, ragged and real as an old coal miner, played by the hands of the weary and hard-working souls. Foot stomping on the front porch, keeping time, whole family singing, no spotlight, it was all that they had way back before the radio. As long as there's a back row, a church in a small town. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. We really hope you enjoyed the show. Please share, rate, review, all that fun stuff. Let your friends know you heard it right here on Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. And we'll see you next week. Until next week, stay tuned.